Amen. You guys are free to go. Um, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 3. We're going to read it in a bit. I'm not going to read it right yet. But uh, if you have your Bibles, just turn to uh, Revelation chapter chapter 3. We'll get to it in a little while. Just be ready. Let's all pray together one more time. Hallelujah, God, I worship you. Jesus, God, you are holy and you are awesome. I thank you, God, for the, the sweet presence, God, that is in here tonight. I pray in your name, Jesus, you would speak to us. God, I pray that you would challenge us tonight, God. Let your will be done, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May remain seated. <laughs> like. Um, so it's Father's Day. I don't really have a Father's Day message tonight, but there's a there's a saying we have about um, some guys. It's a self-made, self-made man. I don't know if anybody ever heard that. I talk about somebody, they're a self-made man. They've done it on their own. They've um, pulled up their bootstraps or whatever you want to say. They're, they've done, they made themselves who they are. You know, they didn't come from much or whatever. Um, and there's an attitude that kind of comes along with that. Um, it's an attitude that has affected um, my generation, other generations too, but it's a big thing going on right now. It's an attitude that says, uh, I, don't need, I don't need anyone. You know, we talked this morning about fathers, and a lot of times um, people have grown up without a father, and they get this kind of chip on their shoulder, and say, like, I don't need anybody I don't need anyone, I can do what I want, I'm making on my own, you know. And that's good for a while, but it kind of can come back to bite you, I guess. It's not, I don't know how to explain it. But there's an attitude that says, you know, I, I don't need anybody, I can do it on my own, I don't need help from anyone. And it's kind of a, an attitude of self-defense. And we pull, we pull away from anybody that, that tries to help us. We, we try to do everything by ourselves. You know, somebody tries to help us and come along and say, oh, you know, I'm here for you. Like, I don't need you. Get away from me. You know, we pull away from the people that, that need us most. And it's an attitude that um, we've carried over into church and in our walk with God. And we don't turn to God first anymore. We've become self-reliant and occasionally, you know, we, we depend on our friends, but we're, we're self-made now, and it's dangerous. Amen. And, you know, the bills aren't getting paid, so you, you work, you take another job, right? You got seven days a week you're working, and, you know, you're almost dead from exhaustion instead of seeking God. And the Bible says that He will provide for us. The Bible says He'll take care of us. And Amen. we kill ourselves trying to do all this stuff, trying to prove that you know we got it under control. We are the man if you're the man, or the woman if you're the woman, whatever. You, we've got this attitude that we can do it. We don't need anybody else. We don't need help. We we are self-made or whatever. Amen. And we end up, by doing that, we end up breaking one of the Ten Commandments, which, you know, honor the Sabbath day, keep it holy. We're just working all the time. We're not taking time to rest, not taking time to get in the presence of God. We're just focused and um, 
Anyways. This attitude and relationships, you know, become rocky. We had problems with our relationships, so we turned to, to friends for advice. You know, what do I do? She's doing this or he's doing that. What do I do? What would you do? And instead of turning to God, like I talked this morning about, you know, God is our Father. We can turn to Him with any problems we have. Any, anything that's going on, we can turn to Him. But we, instead, we turn to our friends or we turn to TV shows fake doctors on TV and think they know everything and they can fix their problems, you know. Anyways, we turn to that sort of thing instead of, instead of God and His Word. When the Bible says that He is our provider, He is our Father, He is our, you know, the wisdom we need, the, the strength we need. And, you know, we get sick and, and we take, and we go get prescriptions and get second opinions and all this stuff instead of, you know, coming to God asking for, for healing, for deliverance in the name of Jesus. And we're all guilty of it in some way, at some point, at some time. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else. We gave Julia Tylenol. I mean, it's not, you know, we can all be guilty of it. We think we can do it on our own. We don't need anybody. Right? It's an attitude that we've adopted from the world. You know, that's how, that's how society is. You know, step on the one person to get ahead. You know, yeah. Forget them. You don't need them. Stab them in the back if it gets you further. It's not, it's not a good, no. good attitude. It's not a good way to live. But it's an attitude we've adopted from the world. And, and it's been put on us because of things that have happened in our lives. And we, we make excuses. Yeah. Right? You know? I know I've preached this sort of thing before, but you don't, we don't trust like we used to because somebody has walked out on us or somebody has abandoned us or a relationship's Amen. broken. You know, we don't, you know, we've been burned, right? You don't, you don't want to trust because something's happened to you. And we become, you don't love like you should because you've been burned too many times. You know, I've, myself, I've had friendships that are just, you know, became a mess. Well, that doesn't mean I stopped trying to be a friend of somebody. You know, if every, you know, the high school sweetheart you had that broke your heart, you don't just stop there. If you do, you're going to be kind of lonely the rest of your life. You got to move on, right? But we, we make excuses, you know, this is how I am because this happened. To me, and we don't we don't love like we should because we've been burned. We we become self-made and self-reliant. We just it's me against the world, and we don't need anybody else. And sometimes that includes includes God. We bring that over in the church, and we just, you know, we don't need God anymore because we think we can do it on our own. Revelation chapter three, verse fourteen says, "And the angel of the." And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. And I know thy works, that thou art neither hot, thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, 
and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyesalve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and have sat down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. Amen. So... For years, I've always been told that if you don't pray, you know, if you don't worship, if you're not running the aisles, you're not dancing every service, you're not out winning 15 souls a week, you're not going to church every day of the week or whatever, if you're not teaching all these Bible studies, you aren't on fire. You know, that's what I've been told my whole life. You're not. You know, you gotta be on fire for God. You gotta do this stuff. You know, there's a list of things you gotta be doing to be on fire or hot for God or whatever you want to say. Then if you're not doing this stuff, then then you are lukewarm, and God's gonna spew you out of His mouth. That's such a great word. Spew. I love that word. It's not. A, it just sounds so wonderful. <laughs> but that's not the whole thing, because right after. Right after that verse, you know, it says, Because thou art neither lukewarm, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of, out of my mouth. There's, we get hung up on that verse, but right after the spewing that we, we love, preach. you know, you preach hot, cold, whatever, there's a word, and it says, Because. Because. Hallelujah. The word because means there's an explanation following. You know, I didn't do my homework because my dog ate it. I didn't come to work because I was sick. I'm going to spew you out of my mouth because this is what happens. Verse 17 says, Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. He said... I will spew you out of my mouth because you say you are rich. Because you say I have the goods. Because you say I don't need anything. That's why we're lukewarm. Not because you're not doing all this stuff. There's not a list of things you need to do to stay on fire or be hot or whatever. Or cold or whatever. There's not a list of things. But because you say I'm... I've got it all together. Because you say I am a self-made man, because you say I'm rich and I don't need anything, that's when you are lukewarm. You're lukewarm when you say to yourself, I have everything. I don't need anything else. I don't need, I don't need God's help. I don't need God's provision. I don't need God's anointing. I don't need His joy, His peace, or His rest. I don't need it. That's when we become lukewarm. You say, I can do this on my own. I don't need help from God. I don't need help from anybody else. I can handle it. I don't need Jesus' help. That is when we become lukewarm. That's how we become lukewarm. And that's a dangerous place to be. I mean, if water is hot, you make coffee with it. You can make tea, whatever. Water is cold. It's nice and refreshing. Water is warm. Get that out of here. Nobody likes you. You don't have your coffee. 
and it gets to that room temperature, it's not the same. It's not good. You want to spew it out of your mouth. That you don't want to be lukewarm. Amen. When we, we get to that place where we say, I don't need anything. I got it all figured out. I'm, I'm a self-made man or a woman or whatever. I got it all. That's when we become lukewarm. And that is a dangerous place to be. We don't, we don't worship and praise God just because of who he is. And that's a big part of it. You know, That's not all of it. But we worship and we praise because the Bible says... That he inhabits the praise of his people. And I know that no matter where I'm at in my life, no matter what's going on, if I, if I worship him, I get his attention. And if I worship him, his presence is going to be there. And he's going to meet with me. And I need him to meet with me. I want him to meet with me. I need it more than anything else. I can't do this on my own. I need his spirit. I need his presence. I need his help. I need his joy. I, I need his, his peace, his provision, his anointing. I need his grace, his mercy, his favor, his love. I need him in my life. And we worship him because he's holy. We worship him because he deserves it, because, because of who he is. But we also do it because he inhabits that praise. He inhabits that worship. And that is what draws us to him. That's what gets us in his presence. Because I know that if I worship him, I can get into his presence then all of that that I need will be there. Yes, amen. That joy, that peace, that provision, that anointing, grace, mercy, favor, love, all that, all that stuff that I so desperately need is going to be there if I can get into His presence and worship Him. We worship Him because of who He is, but also because we need Him. We talked about fathers this morning and how we need to let, rely on Jesus as our Father. He'll be all that stuff we need, you know, the, the strength, the... The mercy, he'll teach us, give us wisdom. You'll be all that that we need. We get into his presence, all that is there. That's how we get, that's how we get that relationship. That's how we develop that in his presence. I need his presence. I rely on him. I can't do this on my own. <laughs> I'm having a hard enough time doing it with Jesus. <laughs> I can't imagine doing it on my own. This would be a... Bigger mess than it is. It would be terrible. I get so frustrated so easily. I can't even imagine not having somebody that, you know, help me out. Give me some peace. Give me some clarity or I'm going to blow up, you know. We need, I need his presence personally. I need him in my life. I can't do it on my own. Amen. We need to become more dependent on Jesus. The more we rely on ourselves, the more dangerous it becomes. The, the more we get in that place that we're dangerously close to being lukewarm and being spewed. The more we rely on ourselves, the more we become like the church of Laodicea. And that's why we're supposed to have faith like a child. A kid doesn't worry about anything. Julia's over there with a fever. She's not worried anything's going to happen to her. She trusts everything's going to be fine. Amen. Because her mother's with her. Or her arm was with her. Yes. You know, that's, that's how it is. Yes. Amen. We have faith like a child. We just trust. We don't worry about anything else. Right. We don't try to do it on our own. I mean, how many times did your kid try to get you to do stuff for you? <laughs> it's 
terrible. Tie my shoes. Cut my sandwich. Whatever. Cut my pancakes. You're always, they're relying on you to do stuff. And as a child, you rely on your, your father or your mother to do things for you. And as children of God, we need to rely on Him more and stop trying to do everything on our own because a lot of times we can make it a mess. When we take away our reliance on Him, we become completely self-reliant and we shut Jesus out. And that's when we become lukewarm. If you read through um, Revelation... um, Chapter 2 and 3, there's some letters to two different churches. And the church of Laodicea had a different address than all the other churches. All the other churches were to the church in in Sardis, to the church in Philadelphia, to the church in whatever. That's, That's how they all started. But this one, it says to the church of the Laodiceans. They weren't just the church in the city of Laodicea. They were the church of the Laodiceans. They had made this about them and not about Jesus. It wasn't just the church. It was a church of them. It was all about them. They become Because they had become so self-reliant. They had gradually shut Jesus out. The more reliant we become on ourselves, the less we need God. And the less we need God, the less we invite him into our presence. And the less we invite him in, the worse off we are. And gradually he becomes somebody on the outside. And Jesus said in verse 20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You don't knock from the inside. Unless you're trying to trick somebody. Knock, knock. Oh, somebody's at the door. No, you don't knock on the inside. You're not, hey, let me out. No, you don't. It's not how it works. Amen. Praise Jesus. When we as a church or individuals become so self-reliant, entirely self-dependent, we become lukewarm. We make church about us and not about Jesus. What would I like? What songs do I like? You know? How do I like things to happen? How, we all have our opinions. We all have our ideas of what we think should happen. Yes. And they don't always line up with each other. Hallelujah. And when we do that, we become focused on that. We, we push him out the door. And we shut him out. We become focused on us and ourselves and what we want, what we desire, whatever. We, we don't rely on him anymore. We push him out. You can have meetings and you can plan everything out, how we're going to do everything. You can do all that stuff. We can have everything run smoothly and perfectly, but if we don't have prayer, if we don't have the presence of God, we don't really have anything. We just got a smooth, oiled machine. Well, that's good a little bit, but I'd rather have a messy church with the presence of God. I'd rather have people that can't sing that just sing to God. I don't really care. I just want the presence of God. We need yes, Him amen. more than we need our systems, our yes, yes. you know, protocol, whatever. We need yes. the presence of God. Yes. And we become self-reliant. We push Him out. We shut Him out. So the question tonight is, where have you put Jesus in your life? The more we try to do things on our own, the further we push Him away. Is He inside 
or is he outside? Do you depend on him or do you not? And if you know where, if you know he's not where he belongs in your heart, can you hear him knocking? Can you hear him knocking at your heart? Let him in again. When I was a youth pastor, um, one of the jobs I had was delivering pizza. And it was, it was a good job for me. I enjoyed it. I to drive around, listen to my music as loud as I wanted. Um, people would give me money <laughs> for showing up at their house with pizza. Um, it, was a, it was a good pizza place. It was one of those higher end. Everything was, you know, made fresh, and so it cost a little more. So. The people, the clientele were not the, you know, the stoners at three in the morning. They were, you know, generally they had money and they would give me, it was good tips and it was a good job. I liked it. It was fun. And, but there were times I would, I would deliver pizza and I would have it and I would knock on the door and nobody would come to the door. I don't know. And Ron brought me some shortcake and apparently he was at the door for a while. I didn't know. But it happens. And there's a few reasons why, in my vast experience delivering pizza, why people wouldn't come to the door. Even though I was at the door, I was knocking. But number one was they were too busy. You know, sometimes when people got those, the glass doors, you can see, and I can see them running around doing stuff in their big old houses on the, on the river, running around doing stuff, cleaning, I don't know, setting the table. I'm knocking at the door and they're too busy doing other things to notice that the thing they were waiting for was here. And that's awkward because you can see them. And you're like, I don't know what else to do. I'm not opening it because that's weird. You're knocking, you're ringing the doorbell, they don't even see you. That's... The first time, the first reason is they were too busy. The second is <clears throat> there's too much noise in the house. And I can only knock so loud, you know, doorbells don't always work. Yes. There's too much noise in the house. You know, they're watching the game too loud, or they're watching the movie too loud, or the kids are screaming and running, and, you know, they're having a party or something. It's too loud. There's too much noise. Another reason was they weren't expecting it. They come to the door, and they're like, oh, wow, that was fast. I'm like, well, I told you, 35 minutes or whatever, you know. They weren't expecting it. And the fourth was, <clears throat> they were too far from the door, which kind of goes along with not being able to hear it, but you know, sometimes you go to these big houses and they're on the other side of the house, they weren't, they weren't expecting it, they're too far away, they couldn't hear it. And Jesus is knocking at the door. And sometimes we can be too busy. We got all these other things going on in our lives, we got... All this stuff going on, all these things. You know, this past week was really busy Amen. for me, yeah. for some of you. It was really busy. There was a lot of stuff going on. There wasn't as much time to, to pray as you, you would like to. There wasn't as much time to do that. And we, sometimes we can become too busy yeah. Amen. and not realize that Jesus is there. Amen. Or we, it can be too loud. There's too much noise. In our lives, too much distractions, too many voices talking, too many things we're, we're listening to that we shouldn't be listening to, that, 
that crowds out the, the voice of Jesus. You know, the Bible says he comes with a still, small voice. And you can't hear that if you're listening to everybody else talking. You can't hear that if you're following everybody else. Maybe you're not expecting it. Maybe you don't realize, you know, he's there. You know, in the Bible, they, they pray that, um, that the disciple will be delivered from prison. He came to the door and they didn't even expect it. Like, that's not him, it's a ghost. And they didn't expect it, even though God had answered their prayer. And there's times that we, we, we don't expect God to show up. And there's other times that we're just too far away and we're not really paying attention. But Jesus is knocking at the door and he's saying let me in you still need me we can't be relying on ourselves so much we still need him and we need to let him in Amen. whether you're too busy or it's too loud you're not expecting you're, you're too far away whatever it is you need Jesus still and he's knocking let me in Maybe you've been telling yourself that you have it all together, that you can do this on your own, but you can't. The Bible says, don't you see? You know, you think you have it all together. You're saying, because I'm rich, I'm increased with goods, I have need of nothing. But you don't know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Don't you see you need me? You think you have it all. You think you have everything you need, but don't you see that you need me? Let me in. And he's knocking at the door and he's saying, let me in. I want to bless you. I want to give you that love, that joy, that peace. You know, I want to give you that stuff that you need. Let me in. And Jesus is knocking. And it's up to you if you're going to answer. There was times I knocked on the door. I didn't know what to do. What do I do? I just stand there waiting. Waiting for somebody to come to the door. And it's the most awkward thing in the world. It's waiting. Do you leave? Do you stay? Do you eat the pizza? What do you do? Just waiting. And Jesus is waiting. And he's knocking and he's waiting for you to open up. Let him in. Amen. Let's all stand. We can't be too reliant on ourselves that we become lukewarm. We can't be too dependent on ourselves and saying, I have all this stuff. I don't need Jesus to move in my life. I had a friend growing up, and he just stopped coming to church, and I was talking to him. I was like, what's, what's up, man? I'm like, why? And what happened? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, don't you remember all those times that you needed, you needed him? All the times, you know, you need God to come through and he was there for you. And he was like, I never needed him. I never had anything wrong happen and everything was good. And I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. When he convinced himself that everything was so fine, he didn't actually need God. And he ended up losing out. Amen. We can't be so self-reliant and dependent on ourselves that we... We don't need Jesus because we need him and he's at the door knocking he's at the door waiting for us to open up to let him in hallelujah in Jesus name amen so we're just going to open the altar